Hey, welcome to the Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty, and today I am joined with Lane Schrantz. He is a pastor at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, under Chris Hodges. They are the second largest church in the United States. Over 40,000 people every week attend their church. They have 45,000 people in small groups. Uh, for Easter, Lane, what did you? How many people came to church on Easter? We had just over eighty-two thousand people attend Easter services. Okay, just over eighty-two thousand. So they are seeing incredible results. How old is your church? Uh, Pastor Chris started Highlands on February fourth, two thousand one. So we just turned sixteen years this last February. And Lane, you were his first hire. He hired you in two thousand one, and you and Chris were building the the church together. Talk a little bit about your role, what you do, and just the success of Highlands Church. Uh, I know that's a lot, so you just go for it. (laughs) Our listeners today, we're going to learn a lot today on leadership from Lane, and uh, whether you're in business or ministry, uh, or you're you're desiring to do ministry or desiring to do business, you're going to learn a lot of great things from Lane. So Lane, talk to us a little bit about what has caused Highlands to have such growth and your role in that organization. Yeah, pastor Chris Hodges was actually my youth pastor 28 years ago in Colorado Springs. So we go way back relationally. Uh, he's always since that time been my pastor, a mentor, even for seven years that he went back to his home church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We stayed close. And then he planted Highlands in 2001. God called my wife, Rachel and I to be a part of that. Uh, you could say he didn't hire me because he didn't have the money to. So I actually raised my salary for the first year, like a missionary would. Uh, to be a part of the team at Highlands, but I was the only staff member for that first year. And it's been an amazing journey to be a part of a great church. And I, I love the, the title of your podcast, Learning to Lead, because I believe that is part of the success of Highlands, and that is our leader, Pastor Chris, is a learner, a consummate learner. So he was in full-time ministry for 22 years before he launched Church of the Highlands. And that entire time, he was a learner, and not just from the churches that he worked at, the one in Colorado Springs and the one in in Baton Rouge, but from every great church in America, he would study and learn and and try to figure out what was making them work and what he could learn from each successful church in different areas. And what he did was basically take everything that he learned over those 22 years and put it into what I call a simple, scalable, and reproducible strategy. And since that time, Highlands has kind of become known as, as a systems church, Pastor Chris, a systems leader. But there's so much more to that. I believe we serve a systems God, everything from the solar system to our cardiovascular system and our own bodies. We, God is a systematic God, and things work better with healthy systems. And actually, um, I think we're, we're known as a systems church because systems actually work and uh, and so that we've we, we've really seen just great things happen at Highlands in the last 16 years, going from uh, a few hundred people in a high school in 2001 as one of the first Ark Church plants, and uh, and seeing the amazing growth in 16 years is a testimony of of not just the the structural systems like small groups and a growth track, which is our assimilation process, and our dream team, which is our volunteers and weekend services that reach lost people, but also the kind of the spiritual systems behind the scenes of prayer and fasting and consistent prayer happening every week and every service and those type of things. It all kind of comes together, uh, and the result is what we're seeing God do at Church of the Highlands. Yeah, I love that. You were talking to me earlier about how prayer 
um, you and Chris recognize prayer is what's going to bring the growth you want to see, prayer and fasting. And uh, talk a little bit about how you guys do that as a staff and how often a year you guys do fasting and prayer and how it affects the growth and the um, just the the momentum that it brings to the to the ministry. I'm so thankful that you asked that question because uh, Pastor Chris is a man of prayer and a leader of prayer and so he set a prayer culture in place even before we launched the church and even those church planning statistics would tell you that you should launch in January he chose to do 21 days of prayer and fasting in January and then launched the church in February because we were going to start with prayer. We say pray first. Mm. And he started that culture, even with the launch team of 34 people, that, that they would get together for three weeks and pray every day and, and pray and for a miracle that, to happen. Part of that, I remember sitting in a sermon that Pastor Chris preached at uh, Matthew Barnett's dream conference, the Matthew and Tommy Barnett, and, he, and the title of the sermon was Pray First, like you just said. And he said he learned from one of the greatest pastors in his you know opinion of all time dr cho in south korea who's built the largest church in the world what how many people go to dr cho's church? i don't even know I it's would, like a million uh, yes people. i've heard it, a million <laughs> and he asked dr cho what is the secret what is the key and i remember him saying that dr cho said i pray and i obey and uh, and that was that made a huge impression on Chris to have a praying Absolutely. church. So sorry. Keep Absolutely. Going. So so we started with 21 days of prayer and fasting before we ever had our first service, and that has continued. So for 16 years, every January we pray and fast for three weeks. We I love that. we call the church to that. Uh, we encourage them to participate. Back then it, it was 34 people in 2001, and it's now you know upwards of six seven thousand people gathering at 6 a.m every morning monday through friday for three weeks we already have a prayer meeting that happens every saturday year round and of course we pray during our services uh, on sundays and so for those three weeks it's it's really a miraculous movement of prayer happening at church of the highlands that's the secret that's amazing i mean there's obviously so many secrets but they're not secrets they're principles in god's word that produce results something you said to today to our staff is to create a sustainable pace of prayer and fasting. So many churches, ministries uh, just don't have a set time to end, and so they burn out because they have you know 6 a.m. prayer meetings 365 days a year, and gradually the numbers start decreasing. So people need a set time and an end time. So talk about that for a moment. Yeah, every, really every part of the Christian life needs to, to be sustained, and if, if you're careful, you don't burn out in certain areas. And, and uh, of course, every person needs to pray daily we need that relationship with jesus but to call the church to prayer in in different seasons so we we also do 21 days of prayer not necessarily fasting or, or people can fast but we uh we pray again 21 days in august to prepare for the fall harvest of souls and and that's a, a great time for people to just get refocused after the summer lull and and really a lot of people's lives get crazy in the summer and they actually stray away from god and they lose their disciplines and and it's a great time to get refocused on that relationship with Jesus. And so prayer in August is a huge help as well to get us refocused. And then, of course, January for the new year. And it, it is sustainable. It would be hard to do 6 a.m. prayer year-round. And that's what I've seen at Highland since I've been there from the beginning is that people aren't burned out on prayer. They're fired up to pray. And it's been a beautiful kind of system, if you will, uh, for the spiritual. And I'm, I'm so thankful that Pastor Chris leads us that way. Yeah, and I love that 
you as one of his lead team members and, and really the guy behind the scenes. You oversee all their campuses. How many campuses do you have? So we have 16 campuses at Church of the Highlands across the state of Alabama. Okay. And uh, across those 16 campuses, y'all are now seeing how many people come to church every week? It's, our average is probably right at 40,000 a week. Uh, and uh, it's, it's spread out, of course, between those 16 campuses. Our largest campus would be what we call our Grants Mill campus, which is about 9,000 people on a weekend. And, and then our campuses range all the way down to about 600, 700 people. That's awesome. Y'all are big believers in church planting. You are uh, really helping do ARC and training up pastors. You do a GROW conference. Talk about that and just you know how, how important it is to y'all to empower pastors, leaders, sure. church planting. So the ARC is the Association of Related Churches and was formed uh, as an experiment of church planting with Church of the Highlands and New Life Church in Conway, Arkansas, who's Pastor Chris's best friend, Rick Bezet. They both chose to plant a church on the same day, February 4th, 2001, Birmingham and Conway, Arkansas. And uh, it was an experiment, really, of Greg Surratt, Seacoast Church, decided to come up with a new model to invest in a church planner, give them money, help them meet budget every month for a year so they didn't have the pressure of the finances uh, weighing on top of them, on top of starting a brand new church. And the experiment worked. Uh, New Life Church is an amazing church with m multiple campuses across Arkansas. Obviously, we've talked about Church of the Highlands, and that became the ARC, the Association of Related Churches. So Highlands is an ARC church that has now planted uh, ARC through ARC. We've planted over 670 churches in the last wow. 16 years with a 93% success rate. That's so amazing. prior to 2001, the national average for church planner success rate would have been 7%. So the ARC has been able to invert that percentage. Yeah. And instead of having 97 per, or 93% failure rate, now we have a 93% success rate. And, uh, and so as an ARC church, we're, we're thrilled uh, to continue to invest in new church plants. It's the best missions dollars we give are to the ARC because then you plant new life-giving churches that then give to missions. So your multiplied effect on what you invest in the church planners is amazing. Yeah. And then at Church of the Highlands, as an ARC church, we have GROW, which is our way of teaching what we do as a church. If a church is trying to learn from Highlands, they would do that through the GROW network, which is growleader.com. Yeah. And you know what's amazing is most of the principles that you guys, I would say all the principles that you teach for pastors can easily be translated as well for business leaders and for entrepreneurs because especially in this day and age, you know, the cutting edge uh, the, the trends can be so easily to do what everyone else is doing. But when you stick to the principles of God's word, prayer, fasting, following God's principles, uh, being concerned to reach the lost people and uh, building systems and proven models that work, being a learner, the things that y'all teach at this conference and with ARC. And I think what makes ARC so successful is you train them and you impart into them and you believe in them. And so many uh, people my age are drawn to want to be a part of ARC uh, because they don't have anybody that believes in them. They have a vision in their heart to plant a church, to, to start something. And you say, hey, we'll believe in you, but you've got to come and get trained. And we're going to train you, and we're going to resource you, and we're going to help launch you out. And that, man, that makes a huge impact. And then, like you said, 93% of those people go out and succeed. Lane, talk a little bit about you're not the number one guy. You would be like a number two, number three spot in the organization. Um, 
How do people that aren't in the number one spot lead and love leading and serving? Uh, how have you done that all these years and not uh, thought to yourself, oh, I'm just going to leave and do my own thing. I want to be the boss. Sure. Obviously, you have a great boss, Pastor Chris Hodges, great leader. But at the end of the day, no matter how great of a leader uh, someone is, there's that tendency inside of everyone to go off and do their own thing. So talk a little bit about what makes what you do. How do you love that? And how do you stay refreshed? And people out there that aren't in that spot of the boss role but are serving, talk a little bit about how you keep your heart, your perspective. Sure. Uh, at Church of the Highlands, we don't have a number two or a number three person. We are actually led uh, by a lead team. And so I'm one of nine equals uh, that all report to Pastor Chris. That's just his style of leadership. Uh, I have been there the longest because I was the first staff member, but I'm not by any means a number two. I have uh, uh, responsibilities as do the other eight leaders on that lead team. But for me personally, I, I equate it back to to a family business. I grew up in a towing and recovery business in Colorado Springs. My dad started it when I was two years old. And I was obviously a son to my dad. And I grew up in that business. I never thought I would start my own. I always knew I would inherit that business. And so it changes the way you view even ministry. Uh, As a son, I was an heir to the towing company. When I switched 16 years ago from a towing business to full-time ministry at Church of the Highlands, I still understand sonship, and I am a son to Pastor Chris, a spiritual son, and I'm a son of Church of the Highlands. And so I've never thought about starting my own church because I'm an heir to what God is doing at Church of the Highlands. And uh, we're a part of the ark. We talk church planting all the time. We, we need more great leaders to plant churches. And occasionally I'd go to Pastor Chris, do I need to go plant a church? Like, I have the skill set. I can, I can do it. But I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he would always say this, and this is what I kind of stand on. And that is when, when he would tell me this, when we can do more apart than we can do together, that's when it's time for you to go. And I know full well that we are doing more together at Church of the Highlands, like me serving under his leadership and now being a part of the success of Church of the Highlands and ARC and now GROW uh, that I'm responsible for helping other churches learn how we do church. Uh, I'm, I'm having a much greater impact and, and leveraging my influence far greater than if I would go do my own thing. And so really sonship to me is the key for a great leader to stay a part of something bigger than himself. And I like to say it this way, it is far better to be a part of big, something bigger than yourself than to lead something you shouldn't be leading. Mm, that's really good, Lane. And, you know, what's awesome is you have this hobby of race car driving, too, that you get to do on the side, and you're a race car driver, right? Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of funny because it's one race a year, but it happens to be a really cool, very dangerous, and very big race out in Colorado called the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that, you know, uh, every leader needs to have a hobby, something they do on the side just for fun. You guys are big on groups. Everyone on staff has to lead a group, and it's not a requirement, but it's part of the culture because your pastor has set a vision and made it clear that groups is where people grow, connect groups. Absolutely. Um, Talk a little bit about that as we get ready to wrap up. So we we truly believe at Highlands that real life change doesn't happen in a service. It happens in relationships. And so I couldn't, um, hopefully Pastor Chris doesn't listen to this podcast, but I couldn't (laughs) remember the last five messages he preached. But I can tell you the, the... the five people that have had the greatest impact on my life. Now he happens to be one of those five. Yeah. Obviously. 
uh, and so we believe that. We believe that relationships are the key to spiritual growth. And so we're not a church with a small groups department. We're not a church that has several ministries, small group being one of the ministries. So we're not a church with small groups. We're a church of small groups. And you mentioned at the opening of the podcast, we have actually more people in small groups than we have in attending on Sundays. It's amazing. They're more faithful to showing up to their small group than they are showing up on Sundays. Wow. You know, and it, it's awesome because I know as a young pastor, young preacher, um, there's that desire inside of me to become the best pastor, best preacher I can be uh, in my lane. But recognizing that the growth of the church is not hinging on how good I can preach or how well I can pastor, but more on casting the vision for the whole church to take ownership and to lead a group and be part of a group. And that's where the real growth happens. And I look at your church. Chris Hodges is a great preacher. I love listening to him. But the real growth that's happened at Highlands has not been a result of Chris's great preaching. It's been a result, I think, of the prayer and fasting you talked about, but also just the systems, the small groups. And that means that anyone who's listening to this that has a desire to lead something, they don't have to be the best speaker in the room to build something great. They can take these models, these principles, and implement them in their ministry and see uh, growth. Share just something on that real quick. Yeah, so every human, everybody that you want in your church or you have in your church has a natural need to be known and needed. And and so at Highlands, we, we have systems to take care of both of those things. We, we want to help them discover their purpose so that they can begin operating in the body of Christ, making a difference, and that's where they're needed. And then we also want them to be known, where there's relationship, where, where iron can sharpen iron. If that's going to happen, it has to touch, right? And so you need to be close. That happens not in services, but happens in small groups. And so we have systems to deliver the needed and the known. Uh, the, the growth track will help people discover their gifts so they can get on the team. That's where they're needed. And small groups help them where they're known. I don't believe God will bring more sheep into your pasture than you can care for. Mm. And so that, that's how we care for people at Highlands is through small groups, not through services. And, and we can only grow the church to the degree that we grow the number of people leading small groups, taking care of the people. And, and so it, we put 100% of our focus. So all of our staff get to lead small groups. It's not a have to, it's a get to. Yeah. And I that's like actually that. where I serve on the dream team at Highlands. I'm a volunteer too. I, I used to volunteer at my church in Colorado for 12 years and I worked a full-time job. Now that I have a full-time job at a church, why would I stop volunteering at my church? That's really good. Yesterday, you spoke to our entire staff on perspective and how perspective is everything. That uh, success is great, uh, finishing is... Essential. Essential, but perspective is everything. Um, Take these last few minutes of the podcast just to speak to leaders out there on how they lead and maybe just what you would encourage them to do on leading well, learning to lead, and becoming the leader God's called them to be. Yeah, I think, I once again, love the title of the podcast, Learning to Lead, because I believe, we, you've heard the phrase, leaders are readers, but I believe leaders are learners. And we have a culture at Church of the Highlands that Pastor Chris set in place, and that is we are to all, and I mean all, every department head, every pastor, to learn from proven models, just like he did for 22 years, and he continues to do, learning from proven models, whether that's a church model or a business model that we would learn outside of Highlands. So every department head at Church of the Highlands is required to know three people in America that do their job better than they do it. 
Mm, that's good. And so I oversee the campuses at Highlands, and I have a personal relationship with the guys that oversee campuses at Life Church, at New Spring, at North Point, I, and, and, and other great churches that you would know. And I, so I, I have more than three people. I need more than three people to learn from. And, and that is a, a, an essential thing, I think, to any young leader is, is, is don't try to figure it out yourself. I heard Pastor Rick Warren say this once. I'll never forget it. And he was speaking to church planners, so young leaders. He said, replication beats innovation nine out of ten times. Wow, say that again. Replication beats innovation nine out of ten times. Wow. And so he said, I had to drive a car to church today. I didn't decide to build my own. I went and bought a proven model. Yeah. And so many people, young leaders especially, they're trying to innovate and come up with something nobody's ever done and build something themselves when there are great proven models out there. And then Pastor Rick said this. Do you think that's because of pride? Or do you think it's insecurity? No, I don't think it's pride or insecurity. I think it's out of a desire to do great things for the kingdom. An ambitious desire. It's ambition. I want to do something. Yes, absolutely. So I don't think the motives are necessarily okay. wrong, but there is some ignorance that goes along with it. Hey, there's some. It's, it's a Chevy is better than a Lane. Like like Lane could build his own car, but you wouldn't want to buy it. And uh, and so he he said one more thing that I thought was so powerful in this kind of dialogue with these church planners, he said, when we get to heaven, God is not going to ask us, was it your idea? No, he wants us to be fruitful, and that's what matters. So if I can learn something from Saddleback, if I can learn something from North Point, if we can learn something from Victory, we want to learn so we can continue to grow so that we can lead well. Mm, That's really good. So I encourage anyone today who's listening to this, Uh, Where can they find more helpful resources and tools from what Church of the Highlands is doing to empower and equip leaders? Sure. So GROW is how Church of the Highlands teaches our model, and that's growleader.com. It's free to join, and once you join, you have access to every document, every training manual, every video. If we have it, we have it on that resource site. There's over 2,000 different downloads available uh, on, on that What's the website site, again? Growleader.com. Growleader.com. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate having you on the Leadership Podcast today, Lane. Thank you so much. And uh, join us next time for the next episode of Learning to Lead. God bless you.